I'm Jen and welcome to the Sharing Secrets podcast. This is where I invite you all on my journey to discover all the tips and tricks or should I say secrets to a happy healthy life. I started this journey a few years ago when I had a back injury. It put me in a bad place mentally as well as physically but I feel that these are the best times to learn about ourselves. I had to take time away from running my new business which was a massive challenge but in that time I really learned a lot and I now want to share that with all of you. I want to create a space where anything goes and we can all learn from each other's secrets. So each week I will invite a new guest on to share their secrets and ask them the questions to what makes them successful and happy in this amazing life. I will also share a secret myself each week that I believe has helped me along with new recipes, book recommendations and much more. I believe that we all have our ups and downs. We're human, right? But it's all about having the knowledge and being surrounded with the people who can help us get back on track. So let's get on to the show. Who's our first guest? Hey, and welcome to episode six. I can't believe we're on episode six. How fast are these weeks rolling in? Thank you again for your continued support and encouragement. It's a daunting experience, as you can imagine, putting yourself out there and, you know, whether we try and say we don't care what people think and I'm not really worried what people might say. Well, we are human and one of our natural wants in life is acceptance and appreciation. So... I do worry each week, is this going to be an enjoyable episode? Are people going to learn anything? Am I giving enough diversity? And and so on. But your continued support is so appreciated and really helps to encourage me every week. Thank you so much. Now, Dom said to us a few weeks ago, way back in episode three, that some people are radiators and some people are drains. Do you remember? Well, today's guest is 100% a radiator a ball of positivity and more encouragement. I became aware of today's guest as he is a client of our hair salon and I don't do his hair but he has an energy as soon as he walks in the building. He oozes happiness and motivation. So today I'm introducing you all to Tarika or Dr. T as some people know him. He is a medical doctor, psychiatrist, which means he specialises in the mind and mental health. He also is a keynote speaker and a workshop trainer. He believes that when you manage your mind, you can manage your bottom line. He does this with a lot of business leaders, that's who he mainly works with, helping them to optimise their mind action result connection, focusing on topics such as emotional intelligence, cognitive biases and memory training. How interesting is all of this? It just excites me and does all of this as well as being a married man with three kids, fitting time in to keep fit and have fun, most importantly. And for fun, he does breakdancing. I'm interested to ask a little bit more about that. (laughs) So the conversation hasn't even begun and I'm excited and feel motivated. Let's get him on the show. Hey, Tarika, how are you? Hey Jen, really well thanks, thanks for having me. Good, good, joining me in my virtual studio. It's good to see you. (laughs) Thank you so much, you've been one of my guests that I really wanted to get on from the start because I found you very inspirational, I don't know you that well. Every time I've spoken to you and everything I've heard from you has always got me motivated, so thank you for giving me some of your time today. I'm delighted delighted to help out, Jen. Now, like I said, I don't know you that well, but I have been lucky enough to have a session with you. You were kind enough to do with with our team and we learned so much from that. Like I've honestly got about four or five pages of just scribbles of everything that I took down so quickly. And some of the things that really like keep sticking with me is you mentioned about being values driven and I love that. And I keep having to remind myself when I'm doing stuff and I I take on too much because I'm a doer and I just want to do too much. I keep asking myself, no, is what I'm doing lining up with my values? And I think that was just such a massive lesson. So thank you for, for teaching that. And I hope you don't mind. I wanted to share that with everyone. No, I'm glad. I'm really glad it landed with you. I do remember the moment you're talking about, Jen, because we did a bit of live coaching in the session. Yeah. And that was the kind of reveal that came up there about being values driven. That's a really good point, isn't it? That we just try where possible to operate within uh, the, the framework of what matters to us, what we care about. And when we do that, you know, we're more effective, 
we enjoy life more, we're um, boosting our well-being. It, you know, it's good. It's a yeah. good revelation. It was really good. And another thing I've been using a lot is the the bucket and filling your bucket with water and you need to put holes in your bucket to release that water i.e the stress straight away when you did that I wrote down I think I had about eight holes <laughs> I'm like right and now I try and cram all that in I'm like I need to it's my hole in my bucket <laughs> are these things that you do yourself a lot or you're constantly teaching people as well aren't you yeah for sure you know I'm a great believer in sharing you know from practical experience so though I have the theoretical knowledge about some of these mind hacks that you know, I get to share with you and other business leaders. I really want to share things that have been tried and tested and that work well for, for me. So I'm really sharing things from like a, a place of like authentic experience, really. So yeah. I believe in what I'm sharing. Yeah. And, you know, just for your listeners in there, when we're talking about buckets, uh, this is a metaphorical bucket. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not like we're talking about metal buckets or plastic buckets. <laughs> We're drilling at home, you know, it's maybe worth just like covering that briefly. And it's basically this idea that a tap that pours water into a bucket is a little bit like a tap with all the demand and stress and the business that's in on our life. And if you leave it unchecked, that water level rises and there comes a point when you hit overflow and overflow is when you're not your best self. You're cranky, you're tired, you're not yeah. sleeping, you're you're angry, you're fearful. We don't make we don't make decisions in that state as well as when we are calm, composed and grounded. And the idea is when you you're right, Jen, when you drill those holes in those buckets, those regulators or coping mechanisms, as people mm -hmm. commonly refer to them, when you drill those holes in those buckets, what you do is you kind of like manage the inflow-outflow balance. You can take that level down from, from overflow and not quite hit those critical times as much as you do. And yeah, it's just a nice model that people get. But yeah, yeah. I like to practice what I share with, with people. That's definitely something that we do. In fact, funny little story, my three kids, myself and my wife, all have um, inflow-outflow bucket posters on the wall. We like had a, mm -hmm. a, a lockdown poster competition. We all sat down. <laughs> around the, the home school table and we all designed our own buckets and wrote on our coping mechanisms so everyone's kind of in the know we kind of know how we manage the pressure and the things that help us and yeah. that just keeps us a family as well that's really interesting and I do have a lot of people listening that have families and it's good that you get your whole family involved because it is your job but it's good that you take it home and make sure that you've got that kind of connection at home and everybody's on the same path. And I find work is probably what stresses me out more than anything, like a lot of people I would say. But it's not until you're home that you kind of deal with that stress. I don't know if that's just me. At work, I'll put on a bit of a brave face and then you come home. So it's good that you all know what helps each other out, which is interesting. Totally. And it's kind of that you're aware of that, Jen. That's a really good piece of insight. A lot of business leaders, team leaders share with me that, you know, they have to hold things together for the people mm -hmm. that they lead and for their clients to keep showing the road with the business and then actually dealing with my own tension or the weight on my shoulders that has to be done when I get home yeah. um, and, and that might look like you know I sit down and have a meal or I go out for a walk or um, I'm, I'm watching my favorite program or yeah. um, I'm going to salsa class whatever but yeah <laughs> you're absolutely right I get that people with high demand high fulfillment roles uh, have a big task on their hands in managing their own personal bucket so they can manage the bucket of the business as yeah. it were so yeah. it's a good point no definitely can I ask is breakdancing one of your holes <laughs> 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 one of the regulators so you know what when I was 22 23 rather my wife and I went to Paris for our one year wedding anniversary uh -huh. and we were walking past the Eiffel Tower and I started hearing some hip-hop beats in the distance we followed the trail of the sound until it got louder and louder and louder and then we climbed up some stairs and went around a corner and there was a big crowd of people there and I was like what is going on here and yeah. the hip-hop music's loud and then there's these three guys just busting it out on the marble floor one guy spinning on his head, some other guy like doing some kind of funny hand hopping thing, another guy doing basically an upside down thing, cartwheel thing called an air track. And when I saw this, I was like, whoa, I have so got to do this. Yeah. And um, my, my wife looked at me and she said, you know what, you so not got to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and she just thought, look, this is going to be a phase. You're just seeing something you're interested in now and, you know, whatever. So when I got back to the hotel, I remember like, trying out moves in the shower like, oh the my goodness morning when I was I, yeah I know I was totally into it and uh, 
you know, I, you know, the backstory to this is that I did karate for 16 years, so I have a lot of sort of agility built into me. And okay. A lot of you know the whole upper body strength thing, being able to balance was already there. Yeah. So this was like a bit of what I knew, but with music and like a yeah. new form of expression. And I was a I was first year into being a medical doctor back then as well. Uh, so when I got back from Aberdeen and looked for a club, I could find one. So YouTube was my mentor for some time, and uh, eventually I did get into. Um, a, a club at the university here in Aberdeen and you know that was just a fun thing and it was something that, yeah it did help me regulate it was like open mechanism after work long shifts things like yeah. that to go off and have some fun and try and spin on your head and do all sorts of funny handstands was just fun for me amazing yeah it does it looks <laughs> fun I don't think I'm going to try it I'd be scared what's the I'd closest up... thing that you've done to, to something like that to break dancing uh, well here's a wee secret for you I used to be a majorette okay. not a lot of people know that a majorette you know the one with the long metal bar and you would spin it and fling it up and twist it and kind of like a gymnast but with a a metal bar <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so like cool. you got that out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and my wee sister, we it. used to do it. We loved it. I can't remember how long we did it for. Didn't last that long. Became a teenager and didn't, and didn't do it. Yeah, I know. Maybe I should try it again, though. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so interesting, though. But it is good just having that something that's completely the opposite to work and you just switch your brain off. I mean, I do a lot of yoga now. I got back issues so I'm kind of a bit limited to doing as much exercise -y kind of things as I used to like doing but I recently got a bike which has been good so I've cycling around Aberdeen which has been lovely because we've had good weather. <laughs> Very good yeah no I like a bit of cycling too I know what you mean that's good. Brilliant now why we're here is to squeeze some secrets out of you something that we can put in our toolkit and get us ready for good days and bad days and your secrets are so different to everything we've had they're exactly what I wanted from you so that was great <laughs> yeah do you want to go in with your first secret and let us know what it is yeah well when I got the the brief from you the kind of question about what my secrets are I, I, I wondered what I should share you know what would be useful but the first was you know something I find really helpful for me it's what I coach to business leaders mm -hmm. is to know where you're going that's just a really nice yeah simple principle know where you're going i often liken this metaphor to a car journey when you're driving along the dual carriageway and you're you're doing hours on the road what are the kids asking you from the back seat are we there yet are we yeah, there yet yeah. you know we're very curious about how long we have yeah. on a journey and when we know how close we are to a destination we can kind of manage things a little better mm -hmm. also i guess you know we often feel a lot more at peace knowing the destination of a plane before we step on it uh, like having a sense of where where you're going um, mm -hmm. in life or in a task or in a project or kind of whatever you're getting up to really like empowers you and positions you to apply focus you know so for example if someone has an intention to get fitter now I want to get fitter well where are you going with that like what does that look like have a vision yeah. like what, what does goal. I, I want to get fitter look like right yeah mm -hmm. what does that look like for you is that um, you, you want to hit a certain time on a 5k mm -hmm. or is that about how much you want to be able to lift in the gym or is that mm -hmm. about your weight or is that about your resting heart rate? What does that look like? Because when you have a picture of your destination, you start to build a roadmap, right? You yeah. can go, well, this is where I'm at right now with what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. That's where I want to get to. All right, how do I get there? Like, now what are the actions I need to take? So, I, you know, I often talk about going from A to better. You know, like, yeah, this like is where that. I'm at. This is position A. Um, I don't need to get finished. I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to, like, complete but I just need to be better. What does better look like? When do I want to get there by? And how do I do it? So the reason I find this so interesting is I feel just now I'm trying to teach myself a lot and it's something that I've spoken about a lot is about trying to be a little bit more present and stop focusing too much on the future because I panic a lot because I think of the future too much. And when I've said this out loud to people, they've all kind of agreed and all had that same feeling. So it's interesting the way that you have explained it you know you're setting yourself a goal but you're not I don't know I don't know how to get it how to explain what I mean but I think I said this to you before on our last chat that planner I need to know what's happening when you're saying you know have that destination in mind how do you do it so that you're not over complicating and over worrying yourself about getting to that destination what I'm talking about is having a vision and a helpful vision is one that 
compels you, not one that terrifies you. you know? yeah. So a, a helpful vision is one that's inspiring, that yeah. actually that picture of tomorrow is so much better than today. Like, mm -hmm. how do we get there? How do we yeah. grow that journey? It's so worth doing. And so you, you, you want to look at a vision through a, a positive frame. Are visions scary? Yeah, of course they are. Like a bigger and better version of today. Like, how do we get there? Like, well, here's, here's one, right? So um, when Microsoft started up, they had a vision, they had a picture in their mind of one of their computers, one of their devices in every home and in every workplace, right? Mm -hmm. They started off with a very scary vision, a picture of the future. Like some would say they pretty much hit that now, right? Yeah, like yeah. You, you probably have a Microsoft device somewhere, either in your home or at work somewhere. Yeah. And so when you have a picture of the future and it's compelling and it's inspiring, your brain goes after it. You yeah. put your focus into it. You start to spend the time that you have trying to work toward that. But I'm not for a minute saying that, hey, we can predict the future or we can fully craft our own future. I don't know if I would go as far as saying that, but what I would say is that where possible, starting with the end in mind really helps you then filter out some of the stuff that isn't going to help you get there versus, you know, the opportunities that will. Sometimes a vision can stop you from worrying about the future. Sometimes our worry about the future is because we have blanks in our mind. Mm -hmm. like, what am I, where am I going to be when I'm 70? Uh, like, what are my family going to be like? What's my yeah. health going to be like? We haven't thought about it. That, that can sometimes make us feel a little bit uncertain. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. And I think having a vision, but also using the tips like the stress buckets so that you don't let your vision stress you out and use the things to keep you calm on your journey like yeah, taking sure, ginger on sure. the car journey if you're going to get sick on your journey to your destination <laughs> taking yeah, the tool that yeah. helps you know i talk a lot about high performance and i talk a lot about results um uh, i talk about mind action and results you know like what you think and how you feel affects how you make decisions mm -hmm. how you make decisions affects the actions you take the mm -hmm. actions you take affects your results all mm -hmm. right so mind action results mind action results and i talk about high performance uh, because a lot of people that i work with and coach are interested in upping the game they want to yeah. take it from great to greater right mm -hmm. they want to grow their business they want to make a bigger impact they want to serve more people they want to make more people feel special like at linton and mac for example so yeah. you know people want to grow Growth. They, mm -hmm. And growth is a good fit. But um, I would say that at the same time, we don't want to root our validity. We don't want to root our personal sense of worth in our performance. Because yeah. that's when it gets really, really crazy and messy yeah. and scary. Because now, if I am checking the boxes every day, I'm a good person. I'm worth being around. And if I don't, oh, I'm a failure. And it's yeah. like, I suck. Yeah. And we never want to root our personal identity and validity in our performance. It's a helpful thing to perform for yourself and for others, but not when it means that that's where you get your value. Okay, so it's definitely about having the destination, but yeah, just not getting carried away with your destination, using it as yeah. a goal and a, and a reason to get up in the morning. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a guide. Some people have vision boards on their wall, um, yeah. or maybe it's even just magazine cutouts of a place yeah. they want to go to or whatever. These are visual reminders of certain, uh, certain targets I want to hit. So it's a little bit of a reminder, a little bit of a guideline when you get out of bed in the morning, like, what, what am I doing? What am I doing this for? Where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> Good. I, I totally agree with you. I just always feel I need to like dig deep and understand it all because I think that's what I've not done in the past. And then I've got mm. mixed up and I'm like, well, that's my goal. That's my goal. That's my goal. And then I'm carried away with this goal. So great. I love that. I love the way that you word it. And it's just, I love speaking to you. It's great. <laughs> I'll feel motivated. You're so, <laughs> you're so kind, Jen. You're so kind. I guess, what, you know, this principle that I, I, I hold fast to, which is, you know, have a picture of your destination, have a vision. It's something that you can apply to big, big, big goals. Yeah. Like, by the end of my life, what are the must, must have five things that I have accomplished or mm -hmm. that I kind of land up with, you know? Like, what, how do I want to be remembered? So that's like starting with the end in mind big style okay that's, yeah. that's the meta picture right the way down to something like oh we're about to have a meeting right so i might just say hey by the end of this 60 minute meeting when we part company what would be like a really good outcome for you like mm -hmm. what what are you know so okay. uh, we start with the end in mind even on the small things like someone approached me and they want to have a conversation with me i said all right yeah let's have a conversation what would be a nice outcome for you by the so so yeah. now i get a picture of your destination you have a picture yeah. of my destination and it just means that time's better spent meetings are better meetings in my opinion meetings are better meetings when we start with the end in mind that is you know? that's uh, a really good way to think about it that's yeah. a great way as a hairdresser a great way to think of when you say to your client you know how do you want to feel leaving the salon and then you're like right, right I know my way oh this is great yeah yeah really like that <laughs> one thank you now secret number two growth mindset now I've never ever heard of 
those two words together at all. So explain more and let us in on this. Okay, so, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I'm a mind I am a psychiatrist, so I, I would be putting something about the mind in, in yeah. into one of the three secrets. And again, I'm a big believer that one of the greatest battles for, for us that we have to fight in life isn't out there. It's yeah. not in the circumstance. It's in here. It's between the ears. It's the fear, the doubt, the disbelief, the worry, the strain, the are they going to laugh at me? Is yeah. this going to fail? Um, maybe not me. Maybe not today. Maybe mm. another. You know, so uh, our minds are very, very good at thinking about worst case scenarios because we like to stay safe and we want to save face and all that kind of stuff but sometimes that can hold us back from our potential right okay mm -hmm. and, yeah. and you know that because you're a, a a business leader and you yeah. guys have done very very well i think that you know finding ways to navigate what goes on between the ears it's like what henry ford said if you think that you can or you think that you can't you'll be right okay yeah. it's like it's like 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 your your belief system is either going to rate limit you or it's going to springboard you into your potential you know you have a hand in how the outcome goes yeah. depending on how you think that the growth mindset you're saying i've not heard of that phrase before full disclaimer carol dweck coined the phrase as far as i understand growth mindset uh and there are lots of other phrases to describe this mentality but basically basically the growth mindset is growth focused it's having a belief that life is about growing and that we never really fail we we just learn so reframing failings as learning is because when we were in school and if we ever got a fail grade how did we feel how did, yeah. how, how did we feel when we got a fail grade we felt yeah. bad right Awful. yeah when we live in a very metric driven society way of life you know you got 30 percent 40 percent 90 percent 100 percent when we again come back to this idea of we start to attach a personal value value to the metrics and when you do that now you're either you know worth being around or not worth being around depending on how you perform the growth mindset tries to separate this idea of performance and validity and say hey listen you need to believe that you can grow yeah all right you need to believe that what you have between your ears isn't fixed you don't yeah. have a fixed potential you can grow your potential so some of the studies around this spell this principle out really well jen so, for example, with kids who are sitting tests, kids with a growth mindset believe that they can grow, increase their grades. So when they get things wrong, they, they, they look at where they went wrong. And they go, oh, OK, I'm just learning how to do it better next time. That's yeah. their mentality. But with fixed mindset cohorts, all right, so with those that believe that actually, you know, I can't get better. What I've got between my ears is here to stay. It's my lot. Their grades don't just level off. They tail off. They get worse. Um, and I wonder if some of that's because... When they have a belief that they can't grow and they have some kind of evidence to say, oh, you got that wrong, you got that wrong, you failed here. That sends a message to the mind that, oh, see, it, it's just confirming to me that mm. I'm not doing that well. So that, that, that goes to the feedback cycle of like what decisions I take, what actions and what results I get. So you can kind of get in that downward spiral. So anyway, uh, Nelson Mandela's got a really great quote, Jen. I think you'll like this one. I never lose. I only win or learn. Oh, wow. Yes. I've not heard of that one. That's a good one. And again, going back to my business and just what I know, you can't keep everyone happy all the time. And it's almost like a fail in hairdressing. You know, you've somebody doesn't like their hair. So you massively feel that you've failed that day. Oh, I can't do my job anymore. We all do it. And no matter what level we're at. And Jay and I are very keen to, to make sure that we continually say, you know, you wouldn't know not to do that if you hadn't done it so now you'll never do it again so it's, it's a similar idea isn't it and, and you're, you're 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 absolutely right jen that actually it's a little bit like juggling and when you drop a ball you just pick it up and you continue to juggle yeah. just don't drop the same ball twice in a row kind of thing you know and yeah. and and also um there are one or two balls that we juggle that are made of glass that we just can't drop and we have yeah. to know what which ones those are just having a, a growth mindset about i'm learning i can always improve and that a failing isn't 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 a slight on who we are as people it's more an opportunity to learn that's yeah. a really nice mentality to stay mm -hmm. strong and we make mistakes 
it just you you just kind of pummel yourself for a bit for it yeah does it ever feel good and I guess like you know all these successful people that we look at in the world and when you read their biographies or you read or you read anything about them they've all made mistakes you just don't know about them because you know they don't advertise it or it has been advertised and then it's forgotten a week later and you know people get over it you know all these celebrities that make a mistake you do forget about them and it's just yeah you don't know it's wrong and or you don't know not to do that that way and you don't know how to juggle unless yeah you drop it and you practice and you just like you say don't do it again just make sure you don't keep making the same mistake but I guess people with the the wrong growth mindset they will just keep dropping the balls because they can't get anywhere better because they're not telling themselves they'll get better is that that right yeah I mean I guess that if you've closed your mind to the idea that you can grow that you can improve that you can work on yourself you can that you can you can get better then um you're you're kind of um choosing where you level off going back to henry ford you know if you think that you can you think you can't you're right you're choosing where to level off and then then what that means is that for that person to a degree you're kind of cutting yourself off from the potential that you could start exploring in terms of your skills Mm -hmm. uh in terms of your creativity in terms of the impact you can bring to others and you know i think failing for a lot of people is a scary thing it's an unpleasant thing or not getting it right getting you know marks wrong in the test right when you are five years old trying to learn how to spell and things like that you know we're kind of programmed to an extent that making mistakes is a bad thing um and we just don't want that to kind of overtake um our mind and our life to the extent that we get paralyzed fear for doing wrong to the point we do nothing and it is it's it's a fear it's like jumping out a plane it's just that fear of that initial failing but it's, it's it's it passes doesn't it and everything does pass and it's in the past and you move on to the next thing and I think it's like I know this and it's good to just keep reminding ourselves so even for for you it's probably good when you're teaching people that because it will remind you constantly to kind of move on to the next thing and you're so I, and nice. you know what Jen, I, have to, I have to still keep reminding myself about this because I, I believe in what I'm saying and I and I you know I, I, I like in my heart of hearts I believe what I'm saying yeah. but there are times where I still the way I used to be when I was much younger catches up on me a little bit and I'm I'm finding myself criticizing me for making the mistake I can't believe you said that and I I can't believe you didn't do that or whatever you know um you know I'm a keynote speaker workshop trainer and I I speak to thousands of people a year and I you know I'm blessed to say that pretty much most of my my workshops or my kind of like events they they go brilliantly but then still my mind is able to hunt for, oh, you that know what, <laughs> you know, and then I have to tell myself, hang on, you know what, that's not a feeling, it's a learning, yeah. you know, and also celebrate the things that go well. And it's funny, you focus on that one thing, so you're doing a workshop that I'm assuming lasts at least an hour, in fact, probably more than that, because I'm sure our one was, was 90 minutes, and in that whole 90 plus minutes, whatever workshop you're on, I bet there was only one little thing that you criticised, but that one little thing is actually massive and you've forgotten all that good that you did and all those people that you helped. You can just focus on that one bad thing. I shouldn't have said that or shouldn't have done that. Oh, yeah. Our minds are funny. They, they have a tendency to gravitate toward the negative because not every mind always does, but I'm just saying that there is a tendency for us to uh, partner with the negativity bias. And yeah. so... Um, yeah, uh, being aware of that, working against that, pays dividends. I mean, this is kind of related, but maybe off a little bit. When you're saying our minds mostly are, are tend to go for the negative thought, is that why people tend to only ever give, I mean, you get much more negative reviews or negative feedback from people than you do happy reviews. I mean, it's amazing the amount of people that do reach out and give happy and positive feedback. But a lot of the time, you know, if you're like on TripAdvisor, you only really see the negative ones. People don't actually take that much time to put the positive ones. Is that a a similar thing or am I totally on a different path now? (laughs) You, so you're on another path that I really enjoy speaking about, which is the world of cognitive biases. Um, These are the tendencies that our minds have on autopilot, automatic tendencies to jump to conclusions or to make preferences or uh, try and create meaning out of situations without putting lots of conscious thought into them. So, for example, um, you just said that uh, we tend to notice the negative reviews. Well, that might be a bias in itself, that actually we're just hunting for anything bad that's said about this hotel 
Um, so our minds don't really notice the positive stuff or we up, we, we, we flip the list the other way around. So we just look out, look out for, you know, are there yeah. rats in this hotel? I just want to know if there are rats in this hotel because if, if there are, yeah. I'm going. So now we're very, you know, so that could be a factor. Mm-hmm. But you're right, it could be, actually, it could be a bad hotel. <laughs> you yeah. know, that could be something as simple as that. All the way through to um, actually... Uh, negative reviews or self-selecting of certain personality types or certain experiences. So if it went really badly, I'm angry and frustrated and I need to vent that somewhere. So I'll leave a negative review. But then there's something called a positivity bias as well, uh, which is more more of an optimism bias. Um, uh, uh, Entrepreneurs have this. Yeah. Uh, have you? I mean, you're an entrepreneur, so entrepreneurs have have this great idea. Share it with everybody at the meeting, at the team meeting. Yeah. And then every, what does everyone do? Everyone comes up with a problem for every solution you create. All the time. Right? It's like, the oh, worst. I don't think it's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's just gonna work. I don't think it's gonna work because of this and that and then. Yeah. And what about this? What about that? Uh, well, you haven't thought about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I've not but thought about that. <laughs> right. Yeah, but the entrepreneur's like, no, I can see this work. It has to work. Yeah. And we and you know when you're in entrepreneurial mode, you have to live off the positivity bias uh, or the optimism bias to an extent, uh, because if you didn't have that mindset and you just came up, you you know you you created every uh, you created a, a a problem for every solution, you wouldn't get it done. Right, yes. so you need someone with that energy. So yeah. again, um, the key to the key to um, the key to overcoming cognitive biases and all these kind of like unconscious mental mistakes that we make is just to know that they exist and think twice. You know, really interesting. Um, this is a simple question, right? So David's parents have three kids: Snap, Crackle, and Pop. David. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh no, I'm really trying to be a good listener and that just wasn't me proving that. <laughs> so, you know, I said David's parents. David is such a simple, it's a, it's, 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 it's a word that you don't have to compute very much. So your brain just, you know, just kind of yeah. doesn't really register that. You, you hear the word parents and then I say three kids. And now you just think your brain is not thinking about parents and three kids. And then I go snap, crackle, and then your brain fills in the blank because it pop, thinks it's yeah. making sense of all the situation. And it just wound you up at a conclusion that was different if you went, okay, so if David's parents have three kids, snap, crackle, and, okay, who's the third kid? Who are these people? It's David's parents. And then you start working it back. Yeah. So that's that's just how you de-bias thinking. I mean, for some people, that's quite boring. But for no, for, for someone like myself, I find that quite fascinating. And in business, it uh, it helps business leaders make more money and, and make less mistakes, you know? Yeah. So. I love how much you know the mind. Oh, I just, I think it's so interesting. I love just thinking how people work. I mean, I always, I've been quite interested in people, but becoming a, a boss with, with staff to look after, it's almost like having children, a lot of children. Um, sure. And it's like working out how to manage different people, different personalities, and then you start to see things. And it's so, I just find it so interesting. Me and Jay talk about personalities and people and what works for one doesn't always work for the other. It's just so amazing, and I could, I just would love to learn more about the brain and how and how people work. Just personalities are just so interesting. I love it. Thank you for a second secret. Your third secret. I love this one. It's something that doesn't come overly natural to me, but when I do use it, I kind of stick to what I believe is working for me and I do see massive changes and benefits from it. So your third secret is discipline. Discipline. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of built that one up there, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I told you, I just get motivated and passionate speaking to you. So yes, explain more on your third secret, please. You're not going to get a six pack after one set of crunches. No, which would be lovely. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. And so results are the consequence of your behaviours on repeat. Uh, So it's not the one set of crunches that's going to give you the six pack. Although it's quite interesting how sometimes I guess people hope that that's the case, right? So they go to the gym, they work out, they kind of uh, hit the shower, they get changed in a quick sort of like squint in the mirror just to see if those six pack apps are popping through yet, you know? And, 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 you know, and we do that um, uh, because we like, we kind of, we're hopeful and we like progress. But the truth is that real results, hardcore results are um, are the consequence of behaviours on on repeat. And uh, behaviours on repeat are, uh, I I guess, uh, either disciplined behaviours or habits. You know, habits are behaviours on repeat that are now pretty much automatic. Yeah, so, you know, to get that six pack, it's the repeated sets of crunches over time. 
it's the sleep and it's the diet and it's the hydration and it's all of these other yes. habits that contribute all these behaviors on repeat which funnel towards the fulfillment of that goal and yes. now we're back to that going for yes. better but it's a, you know it's, it's a habit so discipline for me is a little bit like you know i'm going to just show up even though i don't want to oh i don't feel like going to the gym today well i'm going to show up because i didn't want to i don't i don't want to have to work on this document today you know i'm going to show up even though i don't want to i'm going to just do it it's discipline you know yeah. and and mm-hmm. and you kind of push through you know where, where, where there's discipline you end up carving out more opportunity for freedom um uh, because you know when i'm working on what i need to hear i'm freeing up time over there and, yeah. and and so like we live in a microwave culture i think don't you think like we're quite used to like quick results yeah generally and speaking aren't that, we? you know is that um like a massive thing about like technology and how we're just overstimulated and we want something we get it yeah, i want to watch this yeah. film and, and it'll be on sky and i'll just download it right now and it's there and i want yeah. something on my and you know i want to research this film so i go on my phone and research it and i get an information right there and then i know who's directed it i know who stars in it i know how much it was made you know it's just our minds are just so overstimulated, aren't they? Yeah, and you know, and, and technology uh, uh, isn't—it's not—you know—I I, you people have this conversation, don't they? About is technology good or bad? Uh, and I don't even know if that's the right question. I think it, the question is about what is a good use of technology mm-hmm. and what is a bad use of technology mm-hmm. or an unhealthy use of technology. We're using tech right now to do this podcast, and yeah, uh, you know, so so there's there's a whole ton of leverage we get from technology, which is great. But you're absolutely right. Like now, one button press. To watch a movie but when you and i were kids what what, what did we have to do you like in our family we'd get our, our jacket and shoes on we'd yeah. get in the car drive to blockbuster or whatever vhs yeah. store there was and there might be five copies of the new release right so titanic just came out there are five copies of titanic yeah. on the video shelf and and they're all booked out to go and get I like know, a i know i know really some kind of b-grade comedy <laughs> and then you want an emotional off. titanic <laughs> and and you'd go home with your vhs and you would if you're unlucky have to rewind the tape back to the beginning and then press play and get through all the trailers and then watch your film it's different now and i think that technology and in 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 part you know has had a hand in shaping our expectation of how long we have to wait for stuff yeah so like we are a bit more microwave meal kind of culture like um you know you can you can press a button on your phone and have like shoes for a wedding delivered the very next day yeah. within twenty four hours. Shoes that are on a model on a computer screen are now on your feet the yeah. very next day. And if it takes longer than twenty four hours, you're raging. We get itchy. Yeah, yeah. Can't believe this. We're like, we're How bad service is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know. Um, yeah. So so like here's here, here's my point. My point is that like if that is what we become very accustomed to, then investing in ourselves becomes a bit less attractive because investing in yourself is about putting the hard work in that for results that you see later down the line. It's not yeah. instant grat, is it? It's not instant gratification yeah. anymore. It's way later down the line. And then the question is, well, how does my brain get a kick out of that? It, yeah. it doesn't get the dopamine hit like it does pushing a button on a phone and getting yeah. shoes for a wedding on my feet the next day. And so if you start to understand the value in working on you, and I often say to people, the most valuable project you can work on is you. Yeah. Like, of course, it's important to work on your business. Of course, it's important to work on your your your, your personal finances and your your house and your garden and everything like that. But what about you? Like, you go work. They on won't you. be there if you're um, not. Yeah, exactly. It's the kind of like, yeah, I'm going to commit to this. This is important to me, and you know, there's a lot of people that need me to show up, mm-hmm. um, and so I need to grow up grow in this particular way so I can be there yeah. for other people be there for myself and this also part. I'm just thinking back to the first secret and having this um journey at the end of your mind and a goal and a destination to go to I wonder if just yeah this is why we get so stressed about well that is my goal for 10 years time but I'm so used to getting everything now so I don't want to wait 10 years time it's almost like you know I should be getting it now. Why is it not happening right now? I think, yeah, so maybe it's just about learning, like go with the journey and enjoy it and think back. I mean, we were so lucky that we actually did have that time of going to Blockbuster. It used to be my favourite weekends. My big sisters were looking after us and we would go to Blockbuster and we would all have popcorn and ice cream and we got to pick a movie. It was, it's so good, but it's such a shame that people don't get that anymore though. 
And it's like, oh, I've watched everything on Netflix and I've got a thousand channels here and there's nothing on and I feel a bit flat. You know, it is, it's it's funny. It's But we are, I guess we are very lucky that we managed to get that. Do you know what's even funnier about being in Blockbuster is that if you went for one of those videos that was booked out and they said, you know what, this video is probably going to come back in about an hour. So why don't you just go and get a tan in the meantime? <laughs> That's funny. Like, yeah. what? Why can I? Why can I pick up a VHS and get a tan? And by the way, I don't even need one. But like, you know, like, how, do you, how do you have those two things under one roof? I know. It probably works. So there you go. Good business model. But I know. Um, uh, that I, I find that a bit of a, a mind bender. <laughs> yes, I know. Oh no, it's good. It's so it's so interesting, and I I mean all those things. I feel like yeah, I, I know all this, but it's just the way you explain it and understand. I think the best way to to make to be able to do anything is studying and understanding. So you're like helping us understand the way our minds working, which then makes it a bit easier to to kind of do these things and understand why we need to do those things and you did mention journaling in your um feedback form as well and and I remember from our session you said to think in ink so whenever you need to think and whenever you need to get something out just write it down and just keep going and think in ink I love it it's an easy one to remember isn't it think in ink <laughs> yeah yeah it is and for me it helps you know it helps me defragment my mind at the end of the day I kind of do a boot down journal routine, very short, quick journaling um, at the end of the day, just thinking about, you know, what happened today? How am I right now? And how's tomorrow looking? Mm -hmm. So kind of a look back, look now, look forward. And just by putting pen on paper, it just externalizes your thoughts because there's a lot of gunfire going off in your head by the end of the day. Yeah. And for me, I don't know about you, Jed, but I find that if I don't do something like that and I try to go to, to go to bed at night, I'm still literally, I can feel myself holding thoughts like okay. with, with, with the hands of my mind, I'm literally holding yeah. them and, and like juggling them hoping I, I don't forget the stuff for tomorrow yeah you know? and that's yeah. no way to sleep so um yeah I find the journaling helpful I prefer to journal in the morning it's I'm, I'm a funny person I'm, I'm a mother's daughter 100% and I literally it comes to a point in the night I I could be speaking to you and we'd fall asleep like my I just like it's like I shut off it just everything goes and I I'm lucky I never have a problem sleeping but during the day my mind is so overactive and thinks about so many things that it is like yeah I so I journal more during the day and I constantly have a notepad and a pen with me and I'm constantly writing down and it's like my list maybe starts off with three things on it even every day in lockdown yep. I've had a list and it maybe starts I'm gonna have an easier day today I've got three little things and by the end of the day there's about 20 things on those lists because your mind just it's like you're saying you just have to get it out and just write it down and then it makes you feel a bit better okay like it's it's not in here anymore it's there and I can see it and I can deal with it when I'm ready yeah for sure I only started journaling about two years ago and prior to that you know I guess I was the juggling game in my mind and I just I feel so much better for it when I process things yeah. uh, pen on paper um, it helps me do I have a hundred percent hit rate with that habit no uh, mm. uh, I'm not far off it I do it very very regularly but it's not absolutely there all the time yeah. um, and that just kind of brings me to a, a very kind of real life point about discipline and that is that sometimes we fall off the wagon right sometimes yeah. we're creating a good routine maybe got a good morning routine maybe yeah. maybe it's the yoga routine or the mindset routine the workout whatever you've got you've got something going and then you kind of like lose the plot or you start stress eating or whatever and yeah. and, and I think really the the, the the kind of message I want to uh, put out there to your listeners Jen is that hey you've got to be kind to yourself as well yeah. like yeah. don't become your worst taskmaster ever yeah. and you know beat yourself with a stick and make mm -hmm. discipline that kind of thing I think discipline's about you know if you think something's worth going after if you you know if you have a high value for this goal that you're trying to achieve in personal or professional life discipline will help you get there and sometimes we fall off the wagon hey you know that's that's life that's yeah. part and parcel of being human just get back on yeah you know, just get back on the wagon uh and i'm constantly doing that yeah off the wagon, i know it is yeah and i feel like i know Myself and my friends, there's a few of us that talk quite regularly about, you know, I'm doing so well Monday to Friday and because I feel good, I've stuck to my routine, I've had my discipline, I'm going to have a glass of wine on Friday night and then on Saturday you kind of don't get up as early, you've had a bit of a lying since the weekend and then you just, yeah. you kind of like lose it and then you're like, all right, okay, Monday again, let's get back, oh, I've done it well and then I'm, it's just, it's annoying. So it's just, yeah, learning not to be hard on yourself and still enjoy life and enjoy your weekend and just 
remember you've got that discipline and you will do it again and you know just enjoy it a little bit more and do what works for you and your life I think sometimes I we can all be guilty of comparing our lives and well if that's what she does and that's what makes or like him happy or her happy then that must be what has to make me happy but we forget that that doesn't always fit in with our lifestyles, our jobs, our everything. Great point, Jen. I often say to people, you've got to stay in lane, like stay in lane. It's so easy to look to the left and look to your right and think, well, what are they doing? Do I need to do the same? And then before we know it, we're not living our own life. No. The discovery of uh, like understanding who we are, you know, to our full potential. And then you're right. And then it becomes comparison kills, doesn't it? It becomes a burden when you're not being inspired by the people. Now you're kind of feeling like what they're doing, that's now something that's lorded over you. You have to as well. Yeah. You're right. Context. And your passion is not actually in it. If it's somebody else's passion, then we're trying to live their passion. You're not trying to do your passion. Wow. That's been great. I know we could speak (laughs) all day. You know so much. You've studied for years and years and years. The session that me and my team were lucky enough to do with you was the punch it, which is something you're going to be releasing and you can find all that over on your instagram is that right if anybody wants to find you at dr tarika uk so it's dr and then tarika that's my name t-h-a-r-a-k-a uk at dr tarika uk is my instagram handle and probably the best place to point people for now because i will be putting a bit more news out about when i'm running punch it webinars and coaching and things like that brilliant which be a whole lot of fun I will put your handle over on the show notes and I will be sharing all your information on social media as well so they can see you. Now, before you go, I know you are not a chef. You do not really enjoy cooking. Actually, you said you don't think you've ever cooked a meal, which is interesting. No, I, well, I mean, okay, I kind of need to qualify that. But I was I, I, when I read that question, I thought, oh my goodness, is it that kind of a show like where I'm supposed to be fully ready, eclectic, steady cook? I can do a bit of everything. And no, I, I, I'm, I'm not. You know, I like I can, I can prepare food, but I don't think it's it's at the level um, and caliber of what you probably mean when um, uh, you ask the question, Tarika, what do you like? cooking um so i you know my my wife's amazing and she uh does the 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 food art at home really really well and much better than me um uh can i keep us alive at home uh yeah i have three little kids as well so you know a lot of that's um what little kids like to eat and so we we, we've we've got to accommodate stuff like that but i do like pizza that's what i said that was my answer i love pizza and i have made pizza before actually oh from scratch well there you go see you could have just lied and said that you were a pizza extraordinaire and you (laughs) (laughs) yeah by scratch if you mean um like recipe online yeah i did i followed the recipe and yeah i made it from scratch and it it was it was it was close to a pizza when, it, when I was good, done. Good, good. The reason um, I like to ask because food is just something I like to surround myself with all the time. So if I can gather more kind of recipes or inspiration on what to make for my tea tonight, that is kind of the reason why I'm just... just. And ah. I actually also, before I started doing any podcast, it was almost like, what happens if three secrets isn't enough? And we kind of run out of things to say and we've only been, you know, chatting for 10 minutes. But actually... The secrets end up being so exciting that the recipe, the book and stuff is just kind of like falls off to be not as exciting because the <laughs> secrets are mean, so. Right. Yeah. So it was just almost a bit of a filler. But now I'm like, oh, I do still quite like learning what people cook. So I'm nosy as well. I just like to know what, what people do at home. <laughs> um, I'm really getting into reading and trying to learn a little bit more. So I've quite enjoyed getting book recommendations. And you gave me two. So do you want to tell us what they are? Yeah, sure. I mean, your question was... I think about a book that I find difficult to put down. And the true honest answer is that I am just not a reader. I am definitely a learner, but I don't learn really through sitting down for hours in books. I do okay. book summaries and I do lots of YouTube learning and podcasts and things like that. Right. And of course, all my professional background, I learned there as well. Um, but then I thought back uh, to um, oh, 2014, which was a, a kind of turning point in my life with a few things going on. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I picked up two books by Bill Johnson. One's called um, When Heaven Invades Earth. Yeah. And the other is called Dreaming with God. Dreaming with God is more about 
cultural transformation, like like kind of like journeying. Uh, these are Christian perspective books, so it's about okay. like journeying with God to discover new ideas that serve other people, yeah. like inventive ideas, business ideas, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and 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 heaven on, and, and and when heaven invades earth um, is a. Uh, uh, I went to private school when I was a kid and we used to do, I don't know if you ever did this, but in our school we did like the Lord's Prayer every um, like assembly. And there was this line, your kingdom, um, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. So this book is an extension of that line. Okay, so it's wow. like, oh, well, what, you know, what does go on in heaven and how does that happen here? And so it's kind of like a, a look at Jesus's life and how do you replicate that? Okay. In, in 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 a in a world such as this, in a time such as this, yeah. um, in a way that helps other people. So anyway, those books really sort of I couldn't put them down, and they um, were good learning for me, good yeah, sort good. of like uh, transformation. But interesting that you do a lot through podcasts because I I listen to a lot of podcasts as well, and I they're similar to audiobooks kind of, aren't they? Because you know if you're listening to the right one, you can learn a lot and it is very similar to an audiobook you know you're learning as you're on your walk or driving to work or anything really so yeah very interesting you can learn you, you can learn from so many different angles now right yeah yeah and yeah if reading's not for you then don't push it on don't do what everyone else is doing but and try and do what you think is the right thing you know so interesting thank you so much this has been great have you enjoyed yourself it's been fun <laughs> Yeah, 100%, Jen. Yeah, no, I've been looking forward to this ever since you suggested it. So Good, thank I'm you glad. so, so much. It's been, it's been great. Great. Thank you so much. And we will be in touch very soon and enjoy your weekend. Thank you, Jen. See you later. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Wow. What a guy. I love listening to how our brains work and as individuals, how how we're just made up and how we process things and what works for one. And, oh, it's so interesting. I have learned so much from Tarika. And if you want to keep learning, definitely head over to his Instagram. I will share it in the show notes. Yeah, over there you will find his courses he has coming up, any kind of seminars or just one-to-one talks with him. You can definitely get them all to yourself. He is so interesting. And definitely give him a follow. Now, today I want to share something that's definitely helped me. I've told you all a few times about Ayurveda and how researching this has has really helped me. So anyone else who is interested in learning a little bit more about this ancient holistic approach, I wanted to recommend a book. My friends and family have heard about me bang on about this book for far too long. It's time to share with more people. It's Jasmine Hemsley and the book is called East by West. Jasmine is a former model, now author and chef. So the book explains everything so well. There's a lot of reading in it and it can be a bit overwhelming when you first look at it, but just break it down and just read it slowly. It also has the most beautiful recipes. I have shared this before, but it's in the book where I learned that we're all unique. We're all made up of our own individual energies. So different foods, activities and drinks, they can all affect us in different ways. So one man's poison is another man's cure. Just remember that and all the secrets that we're sharing every week, just some will work for you, some won't. And I just, it's so good. And I really recommend that you take the book and just absorb yourself into the little things that can help. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. I have some super exciting guests coming up. So please remember to subscribe. You will receive a new episode every Friday. Perfect for the weekend. And remember, please, to rate and review just to help me grow and keep getting more secrets to share. Thank you to Erin for all your editing too. I couldn't do it without you. Have a great day, everyone. Much love.